Hey everybody, this is Brandy J, a voice to be reckoned with. Let me just start by saying, the show we're about to listen to today with rapper Nobel has been quite overdue. We did this podcast way back and uh, for some reasons, <laughs> you know, and he knows that we are now up and uh, going to go ahead and air our pretty awesome show we did together and just to let you all know that uh keep a tune with Nobel because Nobel he's something awesome something special and I am very honored to have gotten to know him and became friends with him and I'm able to air the show that we did together and am excited for even more so this is dedicated to my friend Nobel, and um, let's welcome him and uh, play, pay close mind and a close ear, because he uh, has a lot to say, and uh, I think you'll like. Matter of fact, I know. So here we are, and uh, Nobel, welcome, a voice to be reckoned with. Hey everybody, thank you for coming back and I'm here today with a rapper from Atlanta, Nobel. Yes ma'am. You there? Hey, hey, hey. Now let me hey. go ahead and ask you, you know, Nobel, I'm saying it correctly, right? You are saying it correctly. Yes ma'am. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, I'm very like uh, on point when it comes to a person's, uh, I can think that's, you know, I hold it high up, highly up in respect with pronouncing someone's name correctly you know because that's how we identify ourselves so course, if, I'm never, if I'm not correct you know course, feel free to correct me. <laughs> well I'll, 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 get, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret brandy um actually uh, my government name is nabil which is very close to oh. my artist name which is nobel um but nabil is my arabic name because that's what my origin is uh i'm originally middle eastern and um some other mixes so kind of a mutt but um, mm. that's that, that's just another uh, you know another thing that you can call me. I guess uh, some people like to pronounce my original name. Most people cannot <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> or they forget, or it just gets uh, mixed up. So Nobel is the name I go by, um, you know, and I kind of like the way it sounds. So yeah, it's pretty neat. I like it too. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Well, thank you so much for um, stopping by and coming to hang out with us here at Voice to Be Reckoned With. Oh, man, I, I wish we were, uh, you know, I wish I was there in person so that we can uh, actually, you know, shake hands and like, uh, you know, talk directly. But uh, this is one as yeah. as you get for now. And I like to make the best Yeah, one day. So can you. So do you. So. Yeah. For sure, for sure. We definitely get that like chance in, one day. Yeah. How's the weather like in uh, San Diego? Uh, well, it's been, uh, and it was not on silent. I apologize. And, and that, oh, that's quite all right. Stuff happens, okay? <laughs> I don't know if you heard mine, but my notification thingy went off. So, hey, it is what it is. It still makes for a good show. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. You know, mistakes happen, folks. <laughs> right? <laughs> right here. <laughs> but, yeah, the weather here, it's been kind of a... I, personally, I like it, you know, because it's been raining and cold, you know, and most people are like, huh? Because, you know, people will come here for the sun, sun in the sun. And I'm like, 
yes, it's raining outside. Oh, it's so cold. I love it. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's every day for me. So um, you guys can have more of those days and then just like replace your sunny days with um, some of our rainy days. And then I think we can call it even. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. I really do. I guess because I'm, you know, like you, you say around the cold all the time and then need sunny. So I guess it kind of makes sense when one, you know, is used to something and they you know, uh, appreciate something different, you know, so. Absolutely. For sure, Absolutely. for sure. We, we, we always well, do what um, we don't have, so that's how Yeah, it's, yeah. It's man. Yeah, that, that could be good or bad, so. <laughs> you look at that in both ways. But, Definitely. so yeah, so, so having you here uh, is really pretty cool because I want to, um, you know, what, what I learned uh, of you so far, I wanted to, for my listeners to, if they didn't know, to learn, you know, who you are as, you know, you're from the artist point and as a person, you know, and to, to be able to make that connection, you know, with you and to uh, appreciate, you know, the, what you do. So um, totally would love to know uh, when did you get started, you know, in the business? Oh, man, that's, um, it's, that's going to be a very, challenging question to answer just because I um, there's some obviously when you think of yourself you don't think of just one thing or two things you, you obviously have your own layers in your mind but I'll try to be as uh, objective as I possibly can in talking about myself and um, yeah I um, music has been music and art and uh, all this all these things have been in my life for a very long time longer than I can even remember my mother was an artist and um, still is and uh, when I say artist, I don't mean, um, you know, just like a general sense. I mean, like, she, like, like to me, she is like the epitome of like what an artist uh, is. And I used to witness her and watch her every day growing up, um, painting, um, using like real silver dust and gold. And she used to paint jewelry that looked like it was three dimensional. And it looked like oh. the painting was coming out of the painting. So if you looked at it sideways, you could see like, kind of like you know those like visual tricks in uh, museums that you see here and there or, um, I'm pretty sure people can relate to that or pe some people have have seen those types of things before um, and I used to find it fascinating and even though I'm <laughs> I kind of suck at drawing um, like or like creating things uh, in that sense I figured or she figured that I had um, this like you know hunger for music and like I love music theater and acting and all this stuff and, and she just um uh you know she wanted me to uh learn more so for my birthday she got me a little piano like a tiny little keyboard piano i'm talking about like those really really old school like pianos when i um was able to play piano uh, you know based off of hearing so like i would hear a song on a song wow. here on the radio and i would just try to emulate it on the piano as best as i could and uh, my aunt lived in a different country at the time as a music teacher my mom called her and told her that I had that I'm able to play songs that I hear you know just by listening to them without any professional training and uh, my aunt who is a, a piano instructor actually who had a piano and music school in her basement um, took me in and uh, that's where my musical journey started now as, as far as uh, writing and um, and rapping and hip-hop there is so many stories that I can go into, but one that would probably stick to me the most that I will never forget 
is um, walking in the street. And, and mind you, I grew up overseas. Uh, we've already spoken about this, Brandy. You already know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up overseas. I uh, was uh, blessed and uh, privileged enough to be able to live in different countries and uh, go to school in different countries and uh, explore different aspects of the world. Uh, I didn't like it too much when I was a kid because in my kid brain, all I wanted to do was just be around my friends. And, um, and you know, like it was like a hard change for me. Like, uh, like oh man, now I got to make new friends. Now I got to learn new things and new, you know, whatever but as an adult I can appreciate that so much um, because now I see the value and and you know diversity and the culture and we're continuously struggling with that but that's for a different topic yeah this one story that stuck to me is I was walking in the street and and, and this is on the back back side of my uh, my house uh, of the house that we lived in in Jordan um, Jordan uh, is this small little country in the Middle East uh, right right by uh right by um you know israel and and, and, and iraq and all these uh, all those countries but it's a pretty neutral country in case anybody's wondering if it, you know there's a war going on there um not there isn't it's a peaceful country um and okay. I'm, I'm walking in the back back side of my house and uh just walking up the street and i see a cassette tape and literally all the cassette tape said was rap that's all it said, just rap. And it was written, wow. like, and I was like, what is this? And then I uh, I had a Walkman, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we old and, uh, <laughs> or old enough, I guess. And we, you know, I, I mean, I was, I, I took it obviously like I should have, and I'm so glad I did because on that cassette tape, I heard, heard songs by artists that at the time were, uh, nobody's to me. Like I had no idea who they were, but it mm-hmm. was, but there were songs for Tupac. There were songs for Eminem. There were songs for Dr. Dre. There were songs for uh, uh, Biggie and Easy E and like a whole bunch of artists that I had never like really really engulfed myself in. Like I've I've heard some of them, uh, maybe Eminem because he was like mainstream or like he was getting famous or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who Tupac was, like, like not really like that. And I didn't know that Tupac was that influential. And when I put the cassette tape in my, my Walkman, I used to listen to that every day before going to sleep. It used to drive my mom crazy. So <laughs> I would be like falling asleep with that thing on me, like on my on my ears and like waking up, have that thing. Like if I could wear it in the shower, I, I would have without, you know, ruining it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that was kind of a, it, it's, uh, the story is so nostalgic to me because, um, and sometimes kind of surreal because I don't even know why and what are the chances that somebody like me, this little kid walking around like eight year old, I mean, eight, nine year old me, whatever, I don't even remember how old I was really, it was like around that age range, can find something like that. Which by the way, I know the content of those of those songs were probably not appropriate for somebody below, you know, the age of 18 or whatever, but different laws in different countries. So I got away with it. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I feel like um, as an adult, I have to be uh, conscious of the things and the signs that um, that were presented to me. And I tried to quit music so many times. I did, and um, something always pulls me back. It's almost like a, like a creative, 
curse and if you don't use it it's like a it's like you have this ball of energy and if you don't use it it will self-destruct but it will self-destruct you and it will it's not going to be like a one like it just like a snap of the finger type of thing it'll be like you know um it'll it'll deteriorate me on the inside and that's how i feel and not to sound grim or anything like that because i do have a gift i do have a talent and if I put it to good use, then it elevates right. me, it makes me a better person. I think you and I have exactly. actually spoken about this as well, Brandon, you know? Yeah, Especially like you, yeah, for sure. And stuff. So, um, you know, and it's important to me, man. Like this music, this music stuff is, is a big deal. And uh, I've been doing it for a long time. I took it so seriously that I dropped out of uh, college, you know, studying a actual uh, employable <laughs> career. I stopped that and I, I was like, you know what, uh, screw it. I'll, uh, let's go to art school. Cause you know, that pays well. <laughs> and, uh, I was blessed enough to be able to find uh, and discover a good uh, college uh, overseas when I lived in California at the time. I lived in California at the time. And then I found out about this college that was in Jordan, you know, ironically, that had a, a uh, an amazing, um, you know, facility to study at. And it was, like top notch state of the art i could not even believe that something like this could be happening in my hometown and while i was yeah. upset for leaving california because california was my home and i loved it more than any other place that i could think of um i you know it was it was like the most important sacrifice that i've had to do sacrifice my uh, uh you know the glamour of california sacrifice all that stuff for my uh you know, longevity and my long-term, long, my long-term well-being um, is how I, is how I think of it. And man, that, that was probably the best and best move I've ever, I've ever taken in my life was going there. And uh, yeah, awesome. yep. it was an audio engineering film school and uh, it was some of the best days of my life. So wow. that's yes, very commendable of you, very commendable that, you know, I mean, you took, you know, you took that leap of, you know, you, you, you chose to, you know, leave your comfort and, you know, sacrifice and take that risk of a you know, bigger picture of something you wanted to, you know, you wanted to achieve. And I think that's like really amazing. You had a courage to do that because some people don't. And hopefully your voice, you know, needs to help, you know, others and young people. Absolutely. And that's that's really, really what the whole that's the entire point of making music and uh you know we can sit here and make music about flexing and, and and doing things like that and that's fun because life is a variety of emotions and a variety of different things and you know a uh, variety of different you know ups and downs so it's while sometimes yes like you will go to the club and you will spend money on bottles or whatever and you know no judgments there obviously but there are the other times where you're sitting alone in your room and you're, you know, scratching your head that you have bills to pay, you know, free mm -hmm. your kid is sick or, uh, you know, and I don't have children myself, but like, I can understand the notion of like having problems, real life problems. And I'm not one to like to just sugarcoat everything and feel like, um, I'm, I'm somewhat of a realist. Sometimes I'm way too real for my own good to myself. And I'm, I'm my own great, greatest critic. There, there's nobody on planet Earth that has criticized me more and heart more harshly than I have criticized myself. And um, yeah, and I feel like it's, it's probably uh, for the best 
and as far it's always been for the best for me at least it's protected me and kept me uh going um but my music is more targeted towards uh the the latter you know so it's like uh um, not not just uh, I don't have too many songs actually I don't have any songs right now that are released on my EP that when you listen to them it would make you want to party or twerk or nothing like that mm -hmm. not to say that I will never make a song like that. That. <laughs> I'm just saying like, <laughs> you know like I'm just not in that state of mind how can I talk yeah. about that if I'm not really going out to the parties and spending money like right. that if I'm not That's what's that. I'm not going to say it so yeah I'll let you know that I'm driving a 2008 car and you know, it's cool. I'll put that on my songs too. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about anything that's not real, but if you can put it in your own words artistically. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, then that's what matters. So. I think that's very important too, because it sends a message, say for instance, that, that you have to hold up to that, you know what I mean? Talking about things that, you're really not even doing so you can stay relevant versus you know what i mean like no you talk about what you're doing because then if you're not then what are you even doing you know what I'm saying you talk about what you're doing and it sends off a message of you could still be at, at, held at the same level and still you know what i mean and still roll with the best of them you know because it's not really about what you're doing you know what i'm saying what you have it's you know what I mean? But if you got it, you got it. That's cool. <laughs> if you don't, then don't say you do when you don't. Because <laughs> I'm ask you where it's at. And that's the thing. Even if you do have it, like, how much can you really, truly talk about those topics? Those are superficial. Yeah. Topics, and they get, exactly. they get, they're fun to hear. And I've, you know, I like to hear uh, every now and then a rapper flexing and saying how much ice they got on their wrist or how much, uh, you know, how many diamonds they got. It's it's cool if it's like, you know, with cool wordplay and, and metaphor. Yeah. But the topics are not, you are not going to be remembered forever. At all. Not that forever, mm. you know, forever sounds dramatic, but they, those are not the songs that will be remembered. The, the songs that are remembered, however, are the ones that, this might sound a little philosophical, but I remember uh, a wise man once told me that you'll, not, you'll probably forget how somebody looked at you or what somebody did to you or what, but you will n never forget how something made you feel. And that is mm -hmm. how we, that is how we go back in our memory. It's our feeling yep. of that particular situation that causes that memory to come back, whether a smell, yep. whether a touch, whether anything. You ever lay down in bed and you just remember a random smell and it and it's like where did this come from it's not even mm -hmm. real. It's not even here but that is the feeling that, that that you had so that is how i feel about um pretty much everything and if i can make somebody mm -hmm. feel something the way i'm feeling then and you can relate man i feel like i won already yeah for sure so for sure yeah, absolutely That's so cool. Yeah, no, it, I mean, you know, it, it might <laughs> it might sound cool to you and, and maybe some people are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Oh, this is some nerdy, some, some nerdy <laughs> way of looking at it. But it's just, um, I, I think it's cool too. So I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> you agree yeah, I mean, people people that get it, you know what I mean, will we'll totally understand. And then the, for the ones that, that, that don't, it's because they're not really listening. You know what I mean? They're, they're waiting to hear something, but they're not listening you know what i'm saying and so exactly. 
you know, to, to them, you know, hopefully one day it'll make sense to you, but keep doing you because there are people that are actually not just listening, hearing you, but they're listening and I completely get it. And I appreciate your drive and your passion because I, I carry those, those two and that's how I feel about everything I do that I put into, you know what I mean? And, absolutely, um, absolutely. You know, and, you know it, it takes one to recognize one, like, if you're if you're not doing those things then it would be probably harder and more difficult for you to relate to what i'm saying yeah if you're in the same sure. and you're doing the same thing and okay yeah you're not a rapper but you're not a musician probably but like you're still musically inclined and um i don't know if you've told your uh, viewers something but i'm about to drop a bomb here and say that uh, your listeners sorry that yeah you know you know your girl brandy is uh, getting into producing so making beats <laughs> that's something that yeah. she started doing like not that long ago and that is inspiring to, to me some people might look at that and be like what like why i know i have so many sides to me they would never know <laughs> yeah you're competing with like you know and, and you live in california so you're competing with big big names but it's not about mm -hmm. that. it's not about competition you're in your own lane they're in their own lane and, exactly uh, and uh that's you know so you have your podcast you have this you have that so it's all part of the same family in my in my opinion it's all part yeah. of the same family and it's all part of like the artistic drive that we have there's the reason they call it drive is because it's because it drives us it's controlling you in a sense and you have mm -hmm. to be able to control it too but it's pushing you to do something it's like that um naggy girlfriend or boyfriend that you know, they, they push you to do things or like, they're like, you know, we believe in you. Come on, come on. You know, they, or you're like, you're like your mother, like she keeps nagging you because she loves you. And in your mind, you're like, man, if you could just stop nagging, but like, that's what my drive sounds like in my chest mm -hmm. as closely to a uh, metaphor as I can. And uh, that's what it feels like. It feels like it's uh, a voice in my head that pushes me to continuously um let out my artistic uh whatever it is you know that's inside of me that's building up sometimes it's anger sometimes it's sadness sometimes it's a weird array of uh, emotions and i mm -hmm. and i just take it as it is and i don't question it yeah it's in control sometimes yeah but you direct it in a positive you use your outlet through your your music and your talent you know and that's that's pretty cool because those things will happen to us you know we will have human emotions we will feel anger and rage or, or whatever we're allowed to feel it but what you do it is you drive it and you, you use it you, you put it you know in a in a positive direction you use your outlet versus some people that don't have that or they don't even know know that that concept you know and they out end up in detrimental situations that can't be reversed you know they might go out and do something crazy you know to release exactly. or whatever maybe exactly so, like what that's if that's pretty awesome exactly exactly i could not have agreed like i could not agree more because like and i'm sorry if i cut you off there for a second I no, no, it's okay. yeah, but um i could not agree more because like that song or that music or that um whatever art that you're going like that you're putting your energy into might be the defining factor to whether you live or die sometimes like if you yeah. up neighborhood or if you if you grew up somewhere that was um you know that you had many different options that were let's let's just say uh, not as huh, healthy um you know that could have been the thing that saved you and i feel like music mm -hmm. and right i don't want to say music so as much as i want to say writing because my ability to express my feelings 
to somebody, um, which was at that point a pen and a paper, and um, be able to put my thoughts down and how I felt. At first, it was just like scrambled, like, uh, you know, it went from uh, scrambled eggs to a very well-refined omelet. And very well-made omelet. That's how I, that, I mean, I'm just coming up with all this stuff on the spot, Brandy. I don't know if you're inspiring me or what, but I got to write all this. <laughs> I need to remember this for my next song. That's a good one. Let me write it down real quick. Right, there we go. Um, and I was here. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard it first on the Brandy Show, uh, which, is, which I know that's not what it's called, but we'll, we'll <laughs> it's okay. Right. I like that too. Yeah. And um, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, man. And I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm refining, I'm tweaking, I'm, I'm getting better, I'm all that stuff. I, uh, I'm very, proud to announce that I just got uh, taken in by a big studio here in my local locally in, in my city Kansas City Missouri they go by unlabeled records and um, uh, I love the story of how I was able to get in I called the uh, studio manager one day uh, I was frustrated I was not having a great day and uh, had been rejected continuously from every single job that I had applied to and um, with all sorts of reasons, you know, underqualified, overqualified, um, not a good fit. Sorry, this position has been filled. And I've been doing this for a long time, getting rejection and learned to accept rejection. But I'm also very, very, very tenacious. And I'm also, I also have that drive. So that inner voice keeps pushing me and it tells me yeah. how to keep going. Even if it makes me feel angry or exhausted or whatever, I called this guy and as I'm on the phone, I asked him, hey, man, do you guys need people uh, to record for you? You know, do you guys need any uh, sound engineers? Because that's what my degree is in, is, is, is sound engineering. And um, he said, uh, yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, we are looking. He's like, do you know how to use Pro Tools, which is the actual program that I have been using for what? I mean, only the last 10 years of my life, the only editing. Uh, audio uh, software that I've been using, editing, mixing, mastering, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, of course, I can use Pro Tools, I can use, you know, all these other programs, Logic, Cubase, whatever you, you know, whatever it is, you name it. I've done it all, probably, um, you know, uh, you know, in general, I guess you could say. And he, he was like, all right, well, he asked me, you know, three technical questions over the phone. And then when I answered the third one, he's like, you know what, man, just come over. I was like, you mean like right now? He's like, yeah, 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 just like come through. And I was like, uh, all right, uh, I will be there. He's like, well, he's like, how long you need? I was like, um, all right, this guy is really serious. <laughs> let me, let me put on my and, uh, <laughs> and climb out of the, the wall, like I climb out of my window. Cause I mean, I felt like it's a rush, like <laughs> that I have to get out and, and go there. And as soon as I got there, um, you know, he was welcoming and he told me, you know, he showed me around the studio. It, I mean, I don't know if we have any uh, local listeners in Kansas City, but you guys should definitely check it out. And I'm not trying to market myself at all. There's some, there's a variety of great engineers and, and, and like, you know, really good, uh, talented people that will make, make your sound. They'll bring your vision of your song to life. And um, that's what a lot of artists struggle with. The reason I went to school for this um, oh, I have to click something. All right, there we go. 
uh, the reason I went to school for this was because I wanted to learn how to how to do that for myself. And even after school, after going to college and, and getting my bachelor's in this stuff and, and extensive long hours of, of doing this, I still, you know, even though I thought I was good back then, um, as good as I thought I was, I look back at those days and I'm like, man, what was I thinking? Like if I didn't hear, if I could have heard future me back then, I would have been like, okay, I need to be that guy now so that when I'm my age now, I could be like something way better too. But this is the only time in my life where I can truthfully say that I am the best at what I do and mean it. Like, you know how people say, I'm the best rapper, I'm the best engineer, I'm the best, I'm the best. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just think that I am the best doing it in my lane. And there, it's not that nobody can beat me. I'm not competing with anybody. And that's something, uh, big shout out to Jackpot Flex for telling me that because he's, uh, um, he's one of the, you know, one of the uh, positive influences that I've had in this, uh, in this city. And he's actually been uh, kind of like a older brother figure. And uh, we've gone through some, some funny moments together and we've had some deep conversations uh, amongst other uh, great individuals as well. Uh, you know, shout out to, to Jason Parker, shout out to Big Irv. Um, shout out to the whole crew, man, wherever you guys are at, man, you know, it's nothing but love. And uh, Jackpot told me that uh, he, that he told me that he's like, we're not competing with anybody. He's like, we, we, we got our own lane. And I'm quoting him on that one. So, you know, um, so just because that resonated with me and um, I pay attention to those things and I pay attention to the signs that are granted to me. And um, so it's, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm not trying to hog the show or nothing, but. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> hey, hey, that's, we're happy to have you here and we, we want to get to know you, you know, with the world to get to know you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the platform. Big shout out to uh, Steve Joyner. Big shout out to. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Anthony <laughs> Anthem. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Anthony Williams, uh, one of my best friends, one of the uh, more, more most consistent friends that I've had in, in Kansas City. Uh, great guy. Always been, you know, always been there for me and like always always is there for me when when i need him yeah and, yeah he's really cool he's he's he's, he's awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and um so not to get all sentimental or nothing because i do also have a a uh a non-sentimental cold-hearted side which i can show as well i mean we could do that too but i'm just <laughs> uh, you know i just feel very humbled by this uh interview if i'm being honest so it's it's kind of hard to go off off of that frequency you know to go to remove myself from that frequency i feel blessed i feel honored um, and i can't uh i can't wait to uh do more work and i can't wait to share my work with the whole world and every platform counts you know your platform yeah. Yeah. is is you know one of those platforms that that have given me an actual chance to let my voice be heard and talk yeah and, uh, and you're always welcome here this is your home now you always anything you need to say just know that hey, you're welcome hey, here at any time thank you, <laughs> thank you that means a lot i appreciate that thank you and um, you're gonna be like one of the greatest that hit the you know me hit the scene that voice to be reckoned with you know to have like hey, your name hey, up hey. and everything it's like yeah it put me on the map <laughs> Man, blessings, blessings. Oh, on that. I, I appreciate that. I and um, I hope so, man. I hope I can live up to that. You, you, 
you know, uh, thanks for not putting any pressure on me, but <laughs> well, good, I guess. pressure makes diamonds, like they say. So, um, I'll take right, that. right. Yep. So, with nothing but, but love in, in, in my heart. So I appreciate that very, very much. And, um, yeah, man, it's just, um, it's important. It's important to keep doing it. I'm 31. So a lot of people would have already given up by now, you know? Um, a lot of people would be like, oh, you're 31, you're still rapping? I'm like, bro, I'm not, not a rapper. And I know people say that all the time, I'm, but I ain't a rapper though, you know? But it's not, not like that. I mean, that like, I'm not only a rapper, like rap is right. one aspect of what I do. I mix, I produce, I record, I write, I mix other people's songs, I produce for right. other people, I mix for other people. Like my, my job on earth here is not just for me, it's for everybody around me in my, in my yeah exactly in my circle you know and um you know that's what that that's what it's all about we lift each other mm -hmm. up and if i can't lift somebody up how the hell do i expect somebody to lift me up or put me in a place amen to that so mm -hmm. we gotta do it for each other absolutely yeah you know, you got the ones that get to a place and then they kind of like forget about others or they get to where they need to be and then it's like it's just them up there on and then you have those great ones that they get to where they need to be and then they turn back around and they you know what I mean and they grab on to the others and I always tell people if I make it you make it you know what I mean absolutely. I was like stop tripping <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. it's like it's like um you know, uh, it's important to, to know that like when you're when you're helping yourself, like people say, you know, you got to help yourself, you got to love yourself. And a friend of mine and I had a conversation about this the other day, and I don't think it's it's as much. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm like anti um, like self love or anything like that. It's not that's not the term, but I I just don't believe that that term is entirely accurate. I think what it is is just self-respect you respect yourself mm -hmm. but you cannot love yourself because like by love i mean like you like loving yourself sounds kind of like an arrogant thing you have to respect yourself mm -hmm. and be true to yourself and yeah that is how you love somebody anyway what's what good is it to say i love myself but you're not doing the actions that are actually leading to you yeah, earning your own love like just like anything else if somebody if i walk up to somebody on the street and i'm like hey man i love you give me a hug you know or to a to a girl hey man hey woman or girl <laughs> i love you they're gonna be like okay this guy's a crazy and b what has he done to show that you know actions speak yeah. so um yeah for sure you know consistency is key yeah for sure you know, it's just funny that you say that because you were like, uh, something self-love. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm all about self-love. But no, I listened, you know what I mean? Because I followed you and I, and I completely get what, you, what you're saying, too. Because sometimes it's about wording, you know, too. And I can throw somebody off. But I, 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 I totally agree because, you know, self-respect, I mean, I guess that's what it's more of. You respect yourself, you know what I mean? And you have that and you... um self-love kind of does it could be taken like you know what i mean that way where you would be like kind of arrogant whatever it may be but uh yeah and knowing your worth your own worth you know because you say for instance you have like uh maybe uh women that uh are more keen to letting um themselves be taken advantage of by men or you know are not really you know finding themselves in the, the right relationships and being taken care of the proper way and it's more about knowing your own your own worth 
you know what I mean, what you're worth and that you deserve better. And not saying that you think you're better than, and that's why you, you know what I mean, you, you know what I mean, you don't choose who, you know what I mean, because I think everybody has that right to, to know, to choose what they feel, how they should be valued, as long as they're giving that back, you know. So, yeah, respect exactly. for yourself and knowing your own worth. Exactly, you know? exactly. And, um, and once again, like, I just, I, I can't stress this enough. I'm not against the self-love. It's just important for me that maybe it's my time technical side kicking in here but it's just important for me to, to understand that there are variations of everything and um yeah yeah for sure you know like you can love yourself but like you can say that all day if you're not but if you're not doing it it's just it sounds like you're just exactly a bunch of bs you know yeah yeah to, that's true are we allowed to speak maturely like with uh, uh, curse words here uh, or not are you, are you trying not to curse? I'm, I'm trying. You have potty mouth too. No, no, it's crazy. Potty mouth, <laughs> but just like sometimes you gotta get a shit or two out, right? I'm yeah. telling you right now, I have that same problem. I'll say shit and I'll be like, oh, I did it, I did it, crap. But no, it's okay. You know what I mean? I'll be doing the same stuff too on my show, and I'll I'll say it, and I'll be like, I got nothing to do it, and I'll say it too on my ear. I'll be like, I'm not gonna do it, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I was uh, I was at a Thanksgiving yesterday, uh, Thanksgiving dinner yesterday. Uh, shout out to Anthony uh, Williams one more time. I was at his family's Thanksgiving, and we were around a lot of uh, you know kids, and and uh, it was great, man. It felt like I was amongst my own family. And uh, Anthony, being Anthony, was like, you know, um, he's like, "Welcome to your first Black Thanksgiving." And I was like, <laughs> I was like. Well, I was like, I've heard a lot about the barbecues, so now I'm here to uh, <laughs> I've experienced barbecue cookouts a lot, but now I'm here for the Thanksgiving, and um, and it was it was very nice because um, and and the reason I'm trying not to curse was because I put in my mind that there were children around, so I'm like, okay, don't speak yeah. like rapper Nobel, <laughs> like, you know, uh, corporate, uh, you know, job interview Nobel, you know, so it's like. Um, I had to keep it, you know, respectable. But then we played cards, yeah. and that all went down the drain because I don't know if anybody knows what that game is, but that game is far from PG thirteen. I'll tell you that. <laughs> which one is it? Which one is it again? Uh, cards of Humanity. You ever oh wow! I never heard of that. That sounds interesting. Oh, man. <laughs> it's uh, interesting to say the least. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it was very, very fun though. Like, it was very fun to see uh, Anthony's grandpa. Um, you know, laugh when somebody put down a card and, uh, you know, you have to put down another card to fill in the blank that was in the original card. And and then, you know, he put down a card that literally said, um, like, vagina flaps or something like that. And it was, like, <laughs> the funniest thing. And everybody there just could not help but laugh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I would never be able to do this with my family because uh, <laughs> I would just walk up and leave like this was this would have been awkward for my family but it just felt like comfortable and you know it was it was a beautiful thing and uh, I'm very appreciative yeah, that's awesome. of moments yes ma'am so uh, yeah, yeah I like that sounds something like with my family you think you'd be like some people look like oh my god and everybody we're like laughing like he said vagina flap funny thing I, for me for some reason I think the most inappropriate things are like the funniest. <laughs> and if somebody's willing to be inappropriate, it, I, 
I, I have a side of me. I'm like, oh my god, I want to be around that person because I want to see what they're gonna do next. Exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't get anyone to hurt, like I always move <laughs> towards the auntie that the auntie that occurs at inappropriate times. I always find the hilarious ones. I'm like, what's going to say? You know, it's like it's hilarious to me. And it's always even more fun when you're in a family gathering because you're like, oh wow, these are the people. And then like I remember uh, uh, at one point Anthony's mom, who uh, who I love, I feel like she's my second mom as well, and she was. Um, she she dropped down a, a an inappropriate card as well, which I mean, ninety percent of the cards are literally not <laughs> like do not play this with kids unless you're trying to corrupt them very very early. <laughs> which I mean, to each their own, right? But um, she dropped an inappropriate card, and then Anthony stands up. He's like, "Mom, you are a woman of the church. <laughs> you are you are a church going woman, like something like that." And it was just it was just too funny, you know, too funny to, <laughs> to ignore, you know. So it's not as much the game <laughs> as it was the, the crowd and like the energy and like the, yeah. the effort. So it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a good time. Did that's you have awesome. a lot of uh, turkey as well? Or was it just me that's getting 10 pounds heavier? <laughs> and as he told me, he was like, man, he said he's surprised he didn't pass out. But no, um, no I had talked to him a little bit about it too. He asked the same thing, how mine's was. Um, Mine's is for a whole nother show, <laughs> but uh, it's it's just a little different for me this year. My um, son went um, out of town with his grandparents to his dad's side. Um, you know, my sister's kind of, you know, right now laid back. My brother-in-law passed away, maybe I think it's been a year now. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, you, you know, change things a little bit. And then um, as for me, uh, my mom, you know, her anniversary, her death anniversary is coming up soon. Uh, it was a little bit before my birthday, December 10th. Yeah, so I get a little, and it wasn't that I was in a bad place or anything like that, because, you know, this year, this is just how it was for me. I was basically home, you know, I mean, alone. I didn't really do much of, I was going to, of cooking or anything. I just did what made me feel okay at the time, and it was um, doing uh, work with podcasts. I did some interviews and got some things done around my house, and was able to do some creative and do some stuff for school, like some um, some assignments and some, some things I wanted to work on with, you know, helping the kids with reading and stuff. And so, you know, Thanksgiving is about being thankful and grateful. And that's what, you know, I was at that time grateful for to be in that moment. So I, I didn't really do Blessings the family thing up. this year. Yes, ma'am. That's, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's important to feel gratitude, not just, you know, like, you know, and you can tell sometimes people are like, yeah, you know, I'm grateful for this or I'm grateful for you. And uh, it's like, gratitude is is uh, also shown in actions you know what i mean and when you do yeah for sure your family when you make the effort to do stuff like this that is how you show somebody that you're grateful that is how you show somebody you love mm -hmm. them. it's part of the yeah it's part of like you know it's it's always about the actions and not the words and and you know ironically because i i am a rapper in, in some sense right um so i i do use words as um, my artistic expression. So it's kind of weird mm -hmm. to say that, you know, words are not really where it's at. But uh, once again, if your words match your actions, then you can speak all the yeah. words. You can speak all the words you want. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's important to also think for, you know, it's also important for me to move in that frequency of, of, of action. So, um, yeah, for sure. Because I've done a lot of talking in my life. And I've said a lot of bullshit before, and 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 you know. Hey, you can admit it. You know that's that's a lot. That means a lot. I mean, yes, and I'm still uncomfortable saying that because it kind of like 
it's kind of like one of those things that you know you're you're like man i could have done this and i could have done that and then you start reading about all these people and that's why education mm -hmm. is important not school yep. education that's why educating yourself is important and amen uh, say that again you know, <laughs> yeah school is not everything man actually school is not even 10 percent but, um, Man, let me tell you, but we'll get on that another time. Yeah, I, I've never found anybody to say this that says that before. No, no, I, I, I and, and and don't get me wrong. I went to school. I graduated high school. I was actually, you mm. know, uh, I graduated early um, at sixteen. I, you know, I, I am yeah. what people would consider. I, look, I work at a school, and I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was good, no, and I still have, you know certain thoughts of like you know how and we can totally dig in on that and I think you'll find it quite interesting where I'll go with it with this whole education thing and how it could it's a kind of a you know it could, it's not I don't want to say the wrong thing you know I, mean, I always try to be respectful of stuff too and not you know people's well, wordings and all that stuff could be taken <laughs> and I didn't mean to cut you off either because I know you have to say something but I just have to get that in there real quick no, but, no, not yeah. at all. I mean, when you cut me off like that and you say some real shit, I will listen. Believe me, you know, there's it's not even cutting me off at all. Um, I can give you a um, illustrative way of thinking about the school system. And this is based off of an image, a picture, a very powerful picture. You know, how mm -hmm. many I thought that in my life, maybe I can count them on my hands. Like there, there aren't that many powerful images to me that have resonated for this long. I think I saw this picture at least, I mean, it must have been eight years ago, um, but I will never forget it. It was a picture of a bunch of animals in the jungle or in the whatever. And I think it was an elephant and there was a monkey, there was a tiger, there was a cheetah. There were all these like animals, right? And then there's the owl who's the wise leader and he's telling them, and he's, you know, he has his glasses on and he's looking at a paper and he's um, saying, all right, today for our, our school test today, you know, some, somewhere along the lines of this, like, uh, he's like, you know, today our test is climbing this tree and um, whoever uh, does it in the shortest time is going to have the highest score and uh, so on and so forth, right? So then you have bubbles coming out of each animal's head, right? Of what they're thinking elephants thinking there's no way in hell i can do this i'm already gonna fail then you have the cheetahs and the and the tigers are like well we can't um climb up that tree there's not enough branches for me to hold on to so i can climb then you have the monkey the monkey's like oh this is gonna be a piece of cake right and then underneath that it says this is our school system so everybody is not the same we're all equal, we're all created equal, you know, if you want to talk biblically, but um, we are not the that same. So, that's very deep and it's still deep to me. And, you know, young me saw this, thought it was deep. Uh, eight years later, older me is thinking about it and still thinks it's deep. And I will f always think that's deep because that is literally the epitome of our school system. You have people that are geniuses, right? G absolute geniuses but they can't play sports and then they get ridiculed for that you know or you mm -hmm. have people that are really good at sports that um are good at like <clears throat> i don't know chemistry but they suck at math which is like a big deal apparently because your entire yeah. SAT, your entire sat community relies on math and english mm -hmm. and, and don't use half of it 
and don't even use yeah like not even 80 percent of what you learn I mean, who the hell is going around using geometry unless you're like going engineering or like exactly like who cares about an obtuse angle or an acute angle like those things like those things are not where it's no, at. Not, not for me at right at all you, like missing the big picture but then you get these kids that don't know nothing about counting money or or student lo- like loan like real life stuff like tax you know what i'm saying like things exactly. that you could be putting in place and, and going hard on when we're trying to teach, you know, in the school system, you know, and then they get out here, but they don't even know how to, you know, really deal with money or when, okay, you want to send them off to college and all that stuff. Well, then you need to set them up right and let them know what they're going to be up against and how to spend their money, how to use it and taxes and how to put it away. And cause the stuff that we're going through now that I wish somebody would have taught me is dealing with, you know what I mean? That's those school loans, you know, you watch out for that. You know what I mean? Or, or just plan, prepare better for like life. But I don't even know who, I think it's like some evil master plan with this whole mask and, and just the things that you have to, you know, that I'm seeing now have to acquire to, you know, to be, to get into a, a get out of, a, get out of, you know, high school and but to even get into a good college. You know what I mean? And it makes it hard for a student to be able to enjoy themselves. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And it's I think like, education should be enjoyable. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. It cannot always be. I'm not saying everything all the time has to be fun because then yeah. you, raise the, you raise the threshold for what fun is. And then uh, when you when you get older, then like, you know, now you need other things to have fun. And that could lead exactly. to shit, like drugs and yeah. whatever. So, yeah. Hence Hollywood um, and, and child stars in Hollywood. You're having so much mm-hmm. fun as a kid. You get to this uh, yeah, stag- yeah. stagnate uh, stagnant point, and then now you need yeah. to have that same amount of uh, attention. Exactly. Because they've been there, done it already. So like now what? Yeah, like I've already reached <laughs> yep. the pinnacle. Um, what do I reach for next? You know. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I could not agree more with that. Like, um, uh, I'm I'm such a philosopher today, Brandy. You have no idea. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I love it. It's okay. Say some stuff about about what you just said. I'm gonna comment on that if if that's okay. Um, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we all know that uh, you know um, Japan and and the United States had war uh, long ago with uh, Hiroshima and um, uh, Nagasaki and all this uh, stuff. And uh, the re- reason, one of the main reasons that Japan backed off the deal obviously not to get nuked again number one but number two um a personal request was made um or like a condition was made to the united states government and the president at the time and the condition was we will stop the war on one condition this is how honorable they were at the time like even though they're getting nuked they were still given conditions and like they were like okay this is our condition um you let us adopt your education system because at the time in the 50s and the 40s and whatever america had the strongest educational system in the world almost right and um, it was like the leading country in most things it was like uh the you know the haven of of you know good education good medical care um even though you know a lot of the medical stuff that they did back then was very very questionable like shock therapy and all this stuff but that's for a different topic um i'm talking about like the education system was strong it was solid mm-hmm. japan um borrowed it from the united states and adopted it then they took it they honed it and they made mm-hmm. it better getting and better, better. better. <laughs> yep better. Polish, 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 polish. and yeah. now in japanese schools 
everything that you just said before about how we should teach our kids to do this and do this, like prepare them for real life. How do you do your taxes? How do I save a thousand dollars? 80% of Americans don't have $1,000 in a savings account. So if you are broke, don't feel bad. You're in the majority. Um, number two, um, and, and the reason being is because nobody's teaching you. How do you accept exactly. how do you know if you don't learn? Yeah. How are they going to know to learn it? Exactly. <laughs> how are you going to know that you need to do this? Like, who's going to plant that idea in your head that you need a thousand dollars or more in your savings right. to elevate? So, so um, and it's not always about money, but skills are important. They teach they kids skills, how to they have people skills. Exactly. <laughs> people skills. You know, emotional mm -hmm. IQ is just as important yeah. as IQ. So, yeah, um, yeah. Or like, I, or like what the, you know, it's called EQ, I guess, right? Um, but uh, I like that's what kids do. They they take them to fire departments. They take them to police stations. They take them to people that are doing actual professions. They teach them mm -hmm. how to cycle. They teach them how to make. They're, they they teach them everything at such a young age, and that is adopted from the United States. Yeah, took our stuff and did it better, huh? <laughs> exactly. And then our numbers in, in America just started going down and down and down on the ranking. I mean, I, I don't know what number we're at now, but I'm pretty sure it's in the lower 20s. So in terms of education, mm -hmm. which means that there are 20 wow. plus countries that have a better education system than we do. And not all of them are in Europe. So it's not like it's another developed, uh, you know, developed country. Some undeveloped countries have a better education system than America. And in my, in my perspective, Jordan, uh, which is this little country in the Middle East that I mentioned earlier, is one of those countries. It has one of the toughest curriculums that I've ever experienced. And, and I, I kid you not, if, if anybody here has lived there or has visited there or has gone to a school there, it is a strict and very, very high threshold education system. So um, it's it's very, uh, it's it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of humbling and it's kind of yeah. knowledge or weaknesses here. And I speak on them because I love America. I'm a US citizen. Mm -hmm. so I want my country to be better. I want it to yeah. be, it's like, you know, kind of like tough love, you know? Yeah. Um, well, in my opinion here, which was um, our school system, I think what, what a lot of, I don't want to say all, you know what I mean? Because there are still some good ones. But I think we've lost focus of, <clears throat> it's like more about getting these kids, these, the numbers and getting these kids, you know what I mean? Like numbers, you know, the money. And what we're trying to get, you know, it's just, it's all messed up if you ask me. And I, I believe it starts with, um, I did some research one time and I found out that, okay, this is what happened. This is where I started in my venture. I had made a comment to uh, someone I think it was my, my boss. And I said, oh, it's the cutest thing. I said, the kids were over there. We have this area where there's butterflies. And we were outside doing um, science that day. And I said, okay. The little girl said, all right, well, let's pray for the butterfly. And I just looked at I just stood there and I was looking at all of them. And that each and every one of them grabbed each other's hands. And I looked at her. I was, I, you know, I was just standing there watching and I was about in my head. And I looked and she, <laughs> she was cute though. She was like, let's pray for this. You know, she got all... But nobody broke his glass or anything that is with it, and then boom. So when I said it to her, she's like, oh, she's like, well, be careful with that. I said, why? Wow. She said, oh, because um, we were not allowed to pray, you know, do organized prayer in, in the school system. I said, oh? She said, yeah. And she just told me, and I was like, interesting. You know, me, the person I am, I'm like, what? Dang. So I called my uh, my son's, um, his dad's mom, because she used to be in, um, you know, for San Diego Unified. 
And she said, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? So then I go straight to research the internet. And so it pops up 50 years ago that this was an actual law that was put in that they took restricted and took school prayer from schools that you couldn't pray in schools, just couldn't do it, right? So I don't know who revisited and brought some of that back because there's been instances of, I guess so put it like this, say like if I'm eating or doing whatever I'm doing or if it's my prayer time and if I happen to, at that moment, that's what I'm doing, that's what I'm doing, Absolutely. you know? But now if you want to, but if you want to group, you know what I mean? If you want to just hold hand and pray and pray for something, then that's the, that becomes a problem now because now it's, and to me, it shouldn't even, it should be, I don't understand what the problem is in general, but now, you know what I mean? That's the, the thing to it where one can't feel comfortable, you know, at school. And these kids don't even know this. So you put this thing in place. What if a child comes to school, you know what I mean? And they're heavily, you know, they, they love their Lord, you know what I'm saying? They love God and they want to say a prayer to the kids. You know what I mean? That they heard there was a shooting at, you know, somewhere. And I just want to say, I want to pray. What are you going to tell you? You're going to sit down? You're going to tell her no? You know, I had to tell a father that one time. And he said, he saw the kids eating. He was um, being a, a volunteer. He's like, y'all didn't pray before before y'all ate? And I looked over and I said, mm-mm. I said, I said no. <laughs> and he's like, what? I said, I know, right? <laughs> I looked at him and I said, trust me, I know. But, you know, I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Him to be putting an odd. Either one of us to put, be put in a situation, but nobody knows this. See, if I wouldn't have talked about that that day, she would have told me that. So it's like, that, that, that kind of is crazy to me too. And then there was that. And then I started noticing things and not just where I was all around how the, the care of children's behavior was getting out of hand um, and it really like those things were like kind of thrown out like nobody's addressing it you see the bullying there once upon a time if you even touch somebody oh that was, that was like the ultimate though you know what I mean you, like messing with some you know what I mean body you go to principal office or this never get violent that was kind of like how adults you know you go to jail if you put your hands on somebody if you're in school, you know what I mean, and you get violent, your son's got to go. Yeah, and now she can't come back here. You're expelling, you're doing all that. Now, it's just it's like nothing. It's kind of like a slap on the wrist or, or just it's the norm. And now you got kids that don't respect their um, their elders. They don't respect teachers. They don't respect authority. Talk back to you. If I was to do those things, my mom would have came up there and made an example out of me, brought the belt. She was like, no, no, I don't need to go to the bathroom. We can do this right here. You know what I mean? But thank God she didn't ever have to do that because I knew better. But see, that's the era I grew up in where you want to, you know, parents were really disciplined. You know what I'm saying? And, and took reins from that. And now it's just like these kids these days, they don't even respect adults anymore. You know what I mean? They 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 say the actual words. They don't they don't mumble it anymore. You'd be like, what you say? You know what I mean? They be like, they they enunciate. I say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it's, and to me, it's like, what are we doing? I was like, it's not all about just education. I said, first of all, she's really, really smart, huh? Because don't nobody want to hire her. You know what I mean? I work with her because you're a stank attitude. She don't know how to act. She doesn't know how to be with different, you know, cultures or races. You know what I mean? All that stuff because she wasn't taught, you know what I mean, to know better than that. And I, there's a bunch of geniuses in prison. So what are we doing here? <laughs> and not yeah, to mention yeah, you're in prison for uh sorry to cut you off there brandy i just wanted to I love yeah because my brain is like absorbing a lot of what you're saying and i just like i i could not agree more like it's it's unbelievable like and not to mm-hmm. mention that are in prison and imprisoned for things that are really petty crimes so oh, we're not talking mm-hmm. about yeah we're not talking about rapists we're we're talking about people that are in there for smoking marijuana, even dealing, mm-hmm. even dealing marijuana. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? That's all government greed. And I'm not saying I'm not in any way promoting that. I'm just saying that, like, 
those are considered petty crimes when there are actual crimes happening there. Like, yeah, if you're if you're a killer or a rapist or I don't want you in my neighborhood, but and I don't want you to be on the streets either in anybody's neighborhood. I want you in jail. But obviously it's not all up to me, right? And but the thing is though, there's so much hypocrisy in our in our um in our law system, you know, in our uh things and, and what you said about the, the school system how like they should treat the kids like you know if you, if you hurt somebody if you if you if you punch somebody in the face as a child yeah you get leeway one time that's that's a, it's extensive yeah yeah you got to treat that real sensitive though because i mean if us as adults like if i was to go out and punch somebody or do that's assault and it's, technically it's assault you know what i mean when you put your hands on somebody in school they kind of treat it differently and it's not okay you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, that's probably even worse because that's a child. So a child doesn't really process stuff the way we do as much more mature adults. And we're kind of off ourselves. So that child is a little bit more freaking dangerous. You're right. And not, not to mention you know? schools, schools are institutions, right? Institutions have uh, boards of directors. They have, uh, you know, public funding and depending on what kind of school it is. And once again, I didn't go to school in, in the United States. Uh, uh, like I never went to high school here. Um, I never went to like, you know, any kind of school. I went to college here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, then I dropped out, as I said, you know, in the beginning of the interview and then I moved back. But like um, what I know is that schools here, uh, even the public ones, they are in, they are still considered institutions. And just like any institution, whether public, private, whatever, wherever you're getting your funding from, they all have an agenda and they all want and a lot of the times they want to keep things on the hush hush. So there are politics behind everything. They don't want yeah. the school to be tarnished. They, that principal mm-hmm. don't want anybody to, to, to think that this is a violent school because they want their numbers to, you know, um, to continue to grow and not plummet. Yeah. Want their fundings to keep True. all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. If they want a new gym, you know, we need money. If it's a trouble mm-hmm. school, probably not gonna give you the money. But if you appear to be good and that everything mm-hmm. is in order and everything is kosher and copacetic then it's going to go through and mm-hmm. uh, we play a game with everything and um yeah at the expense of uh, these kids future at, at the expense of these kids and our own dignity and our own um uh how do you how do i say this like in a very refined way without hurting people's feel like our own uh conscience basically yeah pretty much against our conscience yeah. Hey, sometimes it. you just gotta call out is you gotta the truth is the truth, but so don't apply, let it fly. I always go back to that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, you know? Truth, you know, to say the least. And um it's not about like we're not here, I'm not sitting on any high horse. I mean the, right, chair, I get you. the chair I'm sitting on is pretty high. I'm trying to get it to load that lower, but uh, <laughs> no high horse at all. I'm not uh, judging anybody or, or saying yeah. you know, I I, I was calling the way it is. Uh, I'm sorry. So you just calling it what it is. It is what it is. I'm calling it what it is. Everything I say to you, or uh, you know, on on this interview, I've said to myself, and I continue to say to myself a thousand times, exactly, over and over. So I like um, that. Yeah, I'm. I am my greatest critic, and I know that there are millions out there that criticize themselves daily. You know, mm-hmm. guilt, yeah. uh, self worth, uh, body uh, image. Uh, whatever it is, you know, um, you're not alone. Everybody has mm-hmm. been there, and uh, all alike. What yeah. do we know? Yeah, uh, you're. Are you? Are you bipolar? Are you? Uh, you know, depressed. Everybody is. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I've never met anyone who has not gone through depression. I've never met right. anyone who I did not think. Wait a minute. 
this person was happy two minutes ago. <laughs> next right. So like it's mm-hmm. inside of all of us. And if you look at now, we all have mental health issues. When you think about where we live in, it'd be, it's, it's quite understandable. <laughs> How could you not have well, mental health issues growing up in the world that you're growing up in? You might even yeah. listen to this and be like, I'm fine. I don't have any mental health issues. <laughs> yes, you do. And it's, and it's okay. <laughs> like, it, it's at not, all. It doesn't mean that you're going to get Alzheimer's tomorrow. And even then, you're <laughs> already working on cures. You know what I mean? But um, it, it's just like we all, all have our fair share of problems. Nobody's problems mm-hmm. are I never. And this is something I only was able to learn through aging. And I don't mean aging as in like getting old and gray hair. I'm talking about like wisdom kind of aging. Like you have to right. hear people out. You have to see people. You have to understand the other person's perspective exactly don't ever and don't ever take anything personally if you were if we had another person on the line right now and they called me um like for instance i was walking uh in overland park uh, last year and uh i believe it was last year maybe two years ago and this was like around when uh trump um had just gotten into office and you know there's a lot of people um that are, that were happy about that and and sorry I, I said overland park like you're supposed to just magically know what that is I think. <laughs> uh, it's a place in kansas it's a city in kansas very beautiful city very very beautiful aesthetic uh rich community whatever and i was doing a job out there and uh two trucks with um uh, you know, Confederate flags or whatever were driving by us, and it was a group of us. You know, luckily for me, I guess, because I think me and it was besides me and uh, a another black uh, woman that was working with us, but uh, we were the only ones uh, that were uh, you know colored in, in like let's just put it that way, right? Everybody else was white, mm-hmm. and um, that's cool. They were cool white people, you know, they they were cool people. And then they drove by and then they said something, something like, actually, this is the one word that I don't feel comfortable saying. They're like, um, fucking N words. And, and then he's like, he's like, oh no, that's a sand N word. And then they kept driving off really, really like far. Like they just like drove off, but it was like so casual for them to say that. So I could have just been like, I could have been like, oh no, man, fuck this. I'm going to go grab my gun and go after these guys and make a huge deal out of it. But you know what I did? I laughed about it and I turned around to the lady and she just looked at me. She shook her head and I just looked at her. I was like, hey, man, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, just like take it as it is. You, you got to expect this shit everywhere you go, you know, and, um, uh, and maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that I've been traveling a lot and I've been profiled in more ways than I can even if you gave me a two-hour session right now I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've been stopped randomly at airports searched uh, attempted to be humiliated which never works because I always understand the perspective of the other person now there are there's a thin line between doing your job and you know going overboard and whatever and I was detained before I've been to international prison before because of suspect uh, su- suspicion of uh, something that I did not do whatsoever um, and uh, it was obviously a racial profile and I spent um, you know not mentioning the thousands of, of pounds and British pounds or euros or whatever that I spent uh, over there uh, trying to get myself out of that by hiring a uh, lawyer or a solicitor as they like to call it over there 
Um, I spent uh, many days uh, being transferred from one prison to another and uh, interrogated and uh, tried to, they tried to uh, intimidate me to leave the country. And I just kept refusing because I knew that I, and it wasn't even my country. And it's not like my entitled American side came up. It was like, it was just like, I'm not, I know my law, I know my rights in your country. Even as a foreigner, I know what my rights are in your country. And uh, they kept trying to intimidate me one immigration officer after the other, after the other, but they just could not keep me because I, they had nothing on me, no evidence. And I didn't even do anything wrong. All I did was I visited my family in Jordan and I came to the UK and they held me at uh, Heathrow airport, terminal five, if anybody's ever been and um, continuous questioning. So that is just one story amongst many that I've been profiled. So if I come here to America, which I love, um, and everything is going great for me, 90, 95% of the time, people are friendly, nobody's ever done that. And then 1%, uh, somebody yells something at me, all of a sudden now my feelings are supposed to be hurt, or all of a sudden now I'm supposed to forget the other 95% of the good just because of this, and then focus on mm. that, make that the entire focus of my life, and then go right. about it like, no, I don't think so. Not for me, at least. It, it, it's going to yeah. take a lot more than just that. You know, exactly. So it's important to think about the bigger picture every time. And that's hard to do when you're angry. So it's yeah. always wait until you're not angry to make important decisions. Yeah, I always tell that to people like in anything you do, like make sure wait until that passes so you that you make sure that you make the correct you know what I mean? like, decision because it can change. Yeah, and then you'll come to you be like, oh my gosh, I was tripping. What was I thinking? <laughs> Absolutely. No, no. You know? right. Exactly. Like we say the worst. People are like, yeah, but when you're angry, the truth comes out. I don't think it comes out. I, I don't believe that. Is. No, I think what it is, you're right. I don't either. I think what it is, is that it's kind of like a very overly exaggerated version of the truth. So it's like, <laughs> it's an overly dramatic, it, it's like the truth on uh, illegal steroids. <laughs> it's a perform it's a performance enhanced uh truth right <laughs> whereas the original truth would have not really hurt your feelings as badly you know it would have probably <laughs> we could have said it and been okay um but because you were angry it just gave it that extra mm, and you shot for that gold medal of hurting somebody's feelings that is right <laughs> that is what the what anger does so um it's kind of funny when you look at it that way yeah, I'm, I'm philosophizing and I, I don't even know where this is coming from good energies I guess yeah I will be sure, very sure. upset Brandy if this interview did not record <laughs> well, you know I was sitting here you I don't know what's happening here but I was thinking the same thing while we were talking I was listening I was like man this is good and I started looking at my screen messing around with stuff like okay this says it's good I was like can't get some stuff you just can't get back you can try but this is like just, I didn't do any show like I sometimes I do show notes to make sure things were highlighted that you know what I mean I asked well, what do you want to cover that you make sure that I you know what I mean but for the most part I just let let, let it happen but with you I just like we already was talking before and so you know what I mean just like the the, the people this is real life energy right here you know what I'm saying we can we can push you know pause and switch line that's how, how you know epic it is but I was thinking the same thing like if they didn't I'd be like so brokenhearted <laughs> yeah, I'm, I would be broken hearted too, but I can see that recording button going. So, yeah, I, I was looking there too. 
Exactly. I can't you know, good stuff. <laughs> Oof, man, that's a, yeah. that's a weight off my chest right there. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to like to, to, to that we could, you know, some people just flow together real well. And there's so much, you know, and I see that your world was like, you, you, you're, you're traveling, with your traveling, you have a lot of to educate you. But it's not, you know what I mean? It, 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 limits, it limits the ignorance of others. I mean, of yourself, you know, because we all have been ignorant to something. You know what I mean? So I can actually say that's why I try to allow myself to learn someone without, you know, I don't really judge people no matter what, what you do or what you've done. You know what I mean? So you can, so I can, or they can help me with my ignorance to, to something, you know? So I appreciate that you, you know what I mean? That, you know, as you know, you and your traveling and you've been around a lot of different people and you had, you gain, you learn from it and, and you can share, you know, and, and talk about it and hold good conversation, but actually say, be saying something too, of value. So I'm like, this is amazing. And, and we'll never be able to get it all in one. So you're always welcome back here. You know what I mean? To, to even, you know, I, to, I, to I whatever it may that. be. I appreciate you know? that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, for real. Like I, I, uh, it's a blessing like everything you said to me like like how i like you know you know traveling and then all this stuff like that's to me i don't even consider that to be even me i feel like that was god i don't know if people believe in god or, or not yeah for sure all I'm, day <laughs> you know, I'm not, yeah like i believe in a higher power for sure i mean religion is a different thing but higher mm-hmm. powers exist. a higher power to me in my mind has to exist right for sure oh for sure so i feel like that was a blessing for me it was not something that yeah. i earned i did not earn that i uh was given that and uh i feel like because i was given that i need to spend you know at least a, a portion of my life trying to earn that um in other ways and how do i do that mm-hmm. besides like uh you know trying to better myself first and secondly uh maybe help other people better themselves too uh yeah, for sure giving them giving them advice or giving them um help and whatever way I can give them mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. so yeah for so, sure for sure absolutely so like oh you want to have me what was that again you want to have me again on the show let's do it yeah absolutely no I'm just kidding yeah, hey, you were, <laughs> I, no I for all you can hit me up too and be like hey can I come on and talk about you know what I mean because you know I'm here in Dago and so I, I would be more than glad to help you with with the Dago you know I mean uh, a crowd and put, you know let them know you're on the map I was gonna say put you on the map but you're on the map they just need to know that you're on the map. Well, I like that. I like that better than putting you on the map. You know, people are like, I'm going to put you on the map. You're on the map. I, Let me just give you the right, right route, I the direction to get to them. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. It's very humbling. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that because a lot of people like to take credit for other people's success. Like if I help my, uh, if I help my good friend do something, um, uh, like I've had conversations like this with, with, um, a lot of my friends that you know that I've done music with and uh, you know I recorded for whatever and uh, I wanted to make it clear to them that this is not something that I'm expecting you to give me uh, like I don't need anything from you you know obviously there is a business aspect to making music like just do I want money do I want uh, something I don't I don't require any of that just put my name on the song and say that I engineered it and all is uh, that, that's all I need I don't need anything else and do I want credit for your am I gonna go on a radio show and be like yeah man I made this guy you know it was me it's not I'm not Scarface you know it's like, <laughs> this other, huh? me that's who that's not me I'm not him you know and um, 
for me, it's just as important to give people their credit, man. You have to let people like it's important for people to feel like they've accomplished something because it's important for me to accomplish my thing. And I have my quirks. Everybody has their quirks, but I respect that you said that. Like, I'm not gonna put you on the map. You're already on the map, and we're just gonna, you know, keep you on the map. On, you know, you put me in San Diego. That's a part of the map that I would love. I very much love to be at. You know, so mm-hmm, for uh, sure. You know, so I'm I'm yeah. grateful to that. You know. Yeah, and it's pretty important that people get to you know because people hear music, right? And but like when they can actually hear that person's voice, like they can see you, you see a cover album, hear your music, but then they they actually hear the, hear you, hear the things you talk about, what you're passionate about, where you've been. You know what I mean? It's like it's different now when they listen to you. It's like they they with they understand you more. It's like they kind of know you. Right. You know right. Saying? Met you. Right. Right. And I have an issue with that mm-hmm. too because. Um, I, you know, whatever. I'm a good-looking guy, right? So I go around, and people assume, and that's not, by the way, in any way for me. You know, being arrogant. It's just the reality, and I'm just being real um, mm-hmm. and trying to be honest. And uh, and it's gotten me into. And people are like, "Yeah, man, you, you know, we we talk about it and whatever." And I'm. I always tell them it's a gift and a curse. Like really, it is because you're perceived as a certain individual because you look a certain mm-hmm. way. And I have a man bun yeah. so that makes it even worse. I look like a barista, you know, at Starbucks or something. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. So it gets me in a lot more trouble than um, than the alternative. Like the alternative is like, you know, uh, oh yeah, the girls must love you. And it's like, um, yeah, but when there's too many of them that love you, it becomes a problem. Or when there's too many of any attention on you, that becomes a problem. When you get stared at a lot, that's a problem. And I'm kind of a recluse in my own way. Like, I'm not um, antisocial by any means, but I have my moments. And like, I'm not yeah. always wanting to be approached, just like women are not wanting to be approached every single day. Oh. You know, like, uh, <laughs> I'm not, some don't want to be approached ever. You know, so. <laughs> Um, it's like I, I'm not like that. I would like it if you approached me on some friendly terms or whatever. But um, some days are just different, you know what I mean. So I can completely understand that, and that's the thing. My image can uh, work against me because some people automatically assume that I'm a douchebag, and I have a uh, like I look like a douchebag. I look like I could be like uh, full of myself or whatever because like I like to take care of my image and I like to exercise and I like to eat healthy and I like to you know whatever so people like oh you think you're better than us kind of thing and it's like no I just I'm just remember that whole self-love thing that's how I show my self-love to myself but in my self-respect kind of way mm-hmm, that's how I'm respecting yeah. myself I'm respecting my body my soul my mind and that's how I do Amen it but, that. that's you know, exactly exactly so if you're if you're good looking um and you're using it for uh um good reasons then you know then you're doing it I feel like there are good ways to use if you are a good looking person there are good ways to use that and I, it's an important yeah. topic and, P, and I don't know why but I feel like this topic is so sensitive to people because we live, live in that age of body shaming slut shaming like yeah. Instagram models and they don't want to talk about it it's like the time to talk about it you know what I mean yeah and it's like it's like uh, I will. We've spoken about some crazy topics, but this is not one of the t- topics that I'm going to shy from talking about because everybody on Instagram is trying to be famous, right? Everybody's mm-hmm, trying to get yeah. to, to that like uh, celebrity status and become an influencer, and and um, girls are, are are doing more and more and more 
uh, to, to some girls, not all girls, you know, by any means, I did not mean that, but like some girls are, are going through like, you know, like these like, like jumping through hoops to get famous and they would almost do anything. And the reason I yeah, say that is because it upsets me. me to see that. You know what I mean? It really, really mm -hmm. does. And men are doing the same shit. Men are doing the same mm -hmm. shit, like continuously. You want your attention, so you're gonna do, um, you're gonna sell yourself, kind of. Right. I, I don't wanna sound all like I'm a preacher, you're gonna sell your soul to the devil. Yeah, I, but I, I you're totally selling, get it. you know, you're selling yourself in a way, in a, in a way that's not okay yeah. for the long term. What's gonna happen yeah. when you're, you know, what's gonna happen when, let's say you 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 lose your looks, then then what? Then that's all you got. You know exactly exactly and the way you was willing to get there you kind of like where's your self-worth at in it you know what i'm saying like you, exactly. got, you, you want people to take you seriously and to respect you you have to start you have to respect yourself and you got to show where people you have to show people the, your level of respect of how you carry and treat yourself so there's you know what i mean you know because they're not going to really value you if you don't value yourself you can put that ass out there all day long and, and then that's what they see, and that's what you go value. Let me that. Put that ass out there. Let me, let me <laughs> if I had more people, I would have them clap too. But they're. That would be <laughs> I mean, if you want people to take you seriously, like if you're trying to be a business person and this is what you want, then you've got to stick to that. And some will, some won't. And that's the people you didn't want in the first place. You got to, you got to hold true to yours. And but doing all that extra stuff, it's like that is working so. When I see it too. It works. It's so against you. It's like people are seeing that. And yeah, they're gonna judge you, and they're not gonna think of you in a in a professional kind kind of way. They're gonna think like, mm, no, she she do for a little, you know what I mean? And that's just disgusting for one to have to feel. But that's why you gotta think about it before you. But like you're saying, it's those the younger, you know, it's the guys, the women, and the men. It's the younger ones too, and it makes me wonder, like, why do you even have that thinking in the first place? Because you can get there. That's where you're trying to go without doing all that just you're doing right now. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And then, um, you know, and then there's so many layers to that. And and I'm sure that this is also a topic that we can go even deeper into. And I'll oh, try yeah, to, for sure. I'll try to stay, um, uh, you know, once again, I'll try to stay objective because I do have a tendency to ramble on about some things that I feel passionate about. I'm not as passionate. About, yeah, I'm not as passionate about this whole Instagram and, and, and so you know mm -hmm. celebrity status type of stuff. Uh, um, but I am fairly passionate about it because I've seen it happen more and more. And I guess the older I get, more my parental um, side kicks in, my old mm -hmm. man side kicks in. So obviously, it's not relatable, or it might not be relatable to a person who's 21, like a, or or 19, and they're seeing that it's normal for for uh, uh, girls and guys to behave this way in, in, in that particular fashion and then like uh, just go on with your lives as if nothing happened. Karma karma is going to catch up. Mm -hmm. catch you. If you didn't do it now, it'll catch you at, at years later. you would be like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I was young when I did that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, like, you, what's that one saying they have? If you uh, about your bed, if you lie in bed, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, right? You're lying it, make your bed. You know what yeah, I'm talking you, about? You made your bed. Not out right now. Yeah, you made your bed. Now you're lying. <laughs> or, or, or reap what you sow or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Most definitely. Those all apply. And there's many mm -hmm. more that probably would apply to. Like, it's just um, a continuous cycle mm -hmm. of. And I, 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 honest to God, I feel. Um, I feel bad for the newer generations. Um, 
not in a condescending way, not like, oh, I feel sorry for you. No, 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 no. I feel bad for them because it's our generation that has led to their generation. And yeah, the cycle continues, right? Yeah, yeah we've continued. But, at the same, but they got to remember, we got to remember, too that we are also going to learn a lot from the newer generations as well. For like, sure. Oh, yeah, you're going to love my shows because you're, you're just like saying all the right the stuff that I'd be saying. <laughs> oh, exactly. yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, no, 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 learn I a lot from them too, it. yeah. Yeah, I already love it. I love the mm-hmm. subject matters and the topics that we discuss. And, and mm-hmm. it's, important, it's important to know that I'm not just um, bagging on the young kids in any way. It's just... Uh, you know what I think? What? For, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say. We, we, just, we have so much great things we want to say. So like, I'm like, I'm sorry I cut you off. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But you just keep bringing so, so many things up. And when you said, you know, we can learn so much from them. And, and I always say that, too, because I know to this day, I'll still get the, oh, you're only 41. You guys, you don't know that. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I feel like if we uh, uh, let these younger people know how important that they are and that they are worthy, you know, we, we, they have it hard already for, for, you know, with the world they have to live in. You know what I mean? And, and I find it that with adults, we kind of shut them out a little bit, shut them down. Like they're not, their words mean nothing. And, and it's, it's, and I can understand, understand, but we have to be aware of it. It's like we raise these kids to be strong, independent, you know what I mean? And stand for something. And then when they try, I'll be quiet. Um, you know what I mean? I, who, I'm in charge. Talk with, spoke with being, you know, speak being spoken to or, you know what I mean? And you kind of, you want them to grow. You got to kind of give them some of that. You know what I mean? And yes, and if, it, if it fits, you know what I mean? If they approach is correct in the delivery, then you let them voice. You know what I mean? Let them know that you that we learn from them too. And, they, and they'll probably horn in on that. You know what I mean? And feel more like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like more like, because they get the, the bitter end of everything when it comes to just like, maybe like, man, it sucks being a kid. And we'd be like, no, it don't. Well, yeah, it kind of does. Because and then they get out of control and they don't want to tell us anything. They feel like they have to do X, Y, Z and all these other things to get with, to where they had to be. But not as well. See, they teach us so so much. I learned like I learned shitload of stuff from my son. But the, my guy, what I need to do for him is just make sure that I guide him. You know what I mean in the right directions and help. You know what I mean. And so it, it, it works the whole circle. I mean, we, we learn from from all from all ages, walks of life, and all that. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, that's that's very powerful, and I can tell that uh, a lot of what you said was from specific experiences that you've gone through. Yeah. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Especially you working know, with so. kids, yeah, mine, and working with children too. Exactly. It's uh, very humbling. Exactly, exactly. So it's like you know, these are things that you can uh, you can only learn from experience, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, just to let you know, by the way, there's like a like a wind sound. I don't know if uh, you're aware of that. Uh, yeah, now it's gone. All right. Okay. One of the benefits like, of having a sound of... engineer on, on, your, on your interview. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's he talking about? A wind sound? Is that like some kind of a a word for some, something on the computer screen? Like, I, I'm so, I'm so, I don't want to say anybody can be so blonde sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <It's not> <laughs> Like what? They're like she's so smart, she's stupid. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's, I like, say that's so a fact. Yeah, it's so obvious. Yeah, <laughs> I do, right. You know, that's that's kind of yeah. 
you know, I don't mean, you know, I'm a funny person. I never mean to, to you know, drag anybody or hurt anybody's feelings. That's why, like, a lot of times I'll, I won't say some things. I'll be like, man, I got all this, you know what I mean? But I do, I really care about not offending anyone. But then at the same time, people, we got to, like, listen up. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is about, you know? uh, about us as a society that we, uh, like, it's okay for us to disagree with each other and still not hate each other or want each other. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, just because uh, Democratic, Republican, like, I found out that one of my good friends that I was working with, you know, I'm not going to mention any names because it's not that deep, but it's uh, like that he... Uh, you know, knowing uh, my background or whatever, and he was friends with me, he voted for Donald Trump. Now, I could have taken that uh, two ways. Mm-hmm. I, I could have taken that, um, you know, so many, actually, so many different ways. I could have taken yeah. that as like, like, oh, you know, this guy's, uh, you know, xenophobic, uh, you know, um, whatever. Like, uh, he's he's racist, he's this, he's that, but he was a minority himself. So it's not like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the same boat, pretty much. Yeah. In one way or another, you know, we are in the same boat, but do I agree yeah. with political decisions? No. Did we still go out for lunch after me finding out? Yes. Um, are right. we still in contact? No. That was not uh, intended, though. That's because he left uh, the town, and I, I actually left the country, and I wish him nothing but the best, man. Like, he's he was actually one of the most caring people that I met at that job. So mm-hmm. that, all, that one interaction with and him... And then you would have never known it if he didn't tell you. You know what I mean? So it's like... Exactly. And he told me. So that's so, so yeah. not only did he like not only did he, you know, um humble himself, but he he like mm-hmm. and, and, and do good things, nice things for me. He also told me that he yeah. was, you know, out of respect kind of, not like the yeah. shit face. And he apologized. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know, but it's like you don't have to Yeah, I had a friend. Yeah. You, you should be able to uh I think that's something that is somebody's own personal that that should be that's a, a first of all it's a light. You know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean? To vote for who you want. And so if we all start there and respect that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to like it. But hey, that's what it is. I actually had a friend um, from church, from the church I was going to. He, uh, this school, I knew him for years and he disclosed it to me. And I was just like, what? And I didn't even say much. I just looked, listening and I was just in my head. I was thinking, like, wow, that's interesting. I thought it was very interesting that he told me. And I thought it was interesting that he voted for Donald Trump. Did I have an opinion? No. I thought it was interesting because I like interesting people anyway. I was like, wow, that's different. Because we always right. think everything's all just summed up to just what it is and it's not. You find out things that you don't even even know. Because I have a friend of mine, she's a, she's Caucasian and she's just like, it's like she was like, she don't, she's white. Her children are uh, black and white. And like, she just like, it's all in a little tiffle with this whole Donald Trump. She's like, I can't believe my sister, you know, they voted for Donald Trump, you know? So, you know what that means. So it's like, there's obviously you, don't, you, you I guess you don't like things Trump I get it but she was so worked up but I used to think like but see this is the thing there's so many people that you probably know and that you're cool with and that you don't even know you know what I mean that they a Trump supporter or they did that you know what I mean and and they're okay up until that point and I, I did a show on this um like a while back and it was I, I just came out of nowhere right I thought right. it was very interesting so I did a show and I said I thought I had like these scenarios of like, say for instance, as a family, right? And and the father, he's like the head honcho or whatever. He's a Democrat, and he's a, no, he's a, he was a Trump. I use Trump because that's the hottest thing going right now. He's right. a Trump supporter. He voted for Trump, right? Right. And then the wife just kind of goes along with it, but their children don't agree. And they're probably like school age, like going into high school or junior high. And the children don't feel right about it. Nothing they can really do about it, but they don't support Trump. They don't support, 
you know, music you stands for, but their parents do. And I said, hmm, I said, and I just made a scene with that one. I said, okay, what about the wife and the husband if they become married? You know what I mean? But the wife, the, the husband, Trump supporter, wife not. And it's like, well, that sounds like a conversation. Some conversations were left out before they got married. But right. I mean, that's kind of, that's that's not something with a marriage that you can easily be like, well, that's cool. He's, you know what I mean? Because that's going to affect, you know what I mean? Who you vote for. It affects you guys together because, you know, when you're married, it's not I anymore. You know, it's, you guys are teens, we, you know? Exactly. So I had all these different scenarios of how would it make a difference if you, if you knew, if you didn't know. And how some of them did, like you voted for, but you didn't know. But when you found out, you didn't want anything to do with the person. So I kind of threw that up in the air, like, how would you handle it? You know what I mean? So you know, if one person was, and the ones with the kids was very interesting, you know, for for your kids not to be be against everything that what the parents stand for. It's like, how did that even happen? Exactly. It's like, what do you? uh, How do you even? like what do you do at home because like now you're behind closed doors and now you have to now the truth is going to come out because so, you know mm-hmm. like yeah, everybody knows that nobody is saying exactly what they're saying at home on the <laughs> so it's like we all we already know that um oh that wind sound is coming back oh there we go i don't hear it oh no no, no yeah, it's good. good yeah no it's yeah, perfect sounds oh, good to me <laughs> yeah, no it's perfect perfect um but it, it it's like um yeah, it's like now you're behind closed doors and we all know that people say things at home that they're definitely not going to repeat outside. So like there are even more layers to that in their mm-hmm. own home. And it's, it's interesting because that took yeah. me back to a story that I heard. Now, this is completely unrelated, but it's related um, at the same time. Uh, back in, um, uh, you know, back in the day when uh, I don't know if, if you remember Saddam Hussein, which is the uh, oh, yeah, for sure. the rocket leader, right? And yeah. People, mm-hmm. I've called him a terrorist and whatnot. I'm not going to get into that because that's another topic. But at that time, the people of Iraq were terrorized, right, of their uh, leadership because it was, in fact, a dictatorship. Some of them were, you know, strong supporters of Saddam and some of them were not. But the ones that were not, even in their own homes, felt unsafe sharing their feelings with their families because they felt wow. like at any minute, like, like, who are they like who is my family more loyal to the flag the president i mean sorry the flag and our leader or to their family and it's that level of doubt that some people had even within their own homes that um that caused like that i'm sure that like i can only imagine what that would feel like like could you imagine with your mother father brother sister and like you don't know which one to trust like you don't know if you can say what you truly feel around them because you're like um if i say something my brother might go to the the police and and turn me in go somewhere where the sun don't shine (laughs) that was like so like uncomfortable because you deal with that on the outside but then have to live in it with their own family it's crazy and wow the donald trump era is you know in a way a minor um version uh, you know, a, a less dramatic version yeah. of that, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because sure. but it's yeah. caused the American people to become stronger. And a lot of communities have started because of Donald Trump. A lot of uh, right. presidency, <laughs> and I have nothing bad to say about him. I mean, I, I can, I can, but I, I don't want to. You choose not to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I don't think the alternative was better. That's why I don't, I'm not going to say anything. I don't think besides one alternative, which I won't even mention who that person was, 
that was the only decent choice that could have happened and i say decent and i'm not even 100 percent sure <laughs> not like i'm even being like 100 yeah this was the choice but it baffles me it absolutely baffles me when people are like it's either this or that and if you didn't vote then you are a piece of shit if you if you don't vote you're this and if you voted for that person you're shit and the other side is like if you voted for this person you're shit and then they start throwing yeah. the of each person at you like as though mm-hmm. like you know this is like news because everybody got cnn <laughs> and fox everybody got <laughs> and fox so it's like but that two-party solution shit i mean come on like it's bound to have uh problems and yeah uh, but the thing is, it's important to agree to disagree. And when you agree that to disagree, you're not trying to choke people out like Bart Simpson, like just because they have a different opinion or that just Yeah, you're trying to force yours upon somebody else. And it's like, who makes yours right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you know, I, I think this is way bigger than us anyway. And I think none of us really know anything, to be honest with you. Exactly. It's, it's way beyond us. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think my vote counts. That's a personal opinion. <laughs> me, either, me either, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it in there. But I like what you said, though. You, you kind of educated me a little bit and humbled me on a, on a matter here and made me thinking, like, he's right. Uh, how usually that person that doesn't vote. They get to, if they didn't, it's kind of like, oh, you got the opportunity, you don't vote. But what but what if either the, the choices that was in front of them, if their choices vote who they want to vote for, right? But they don't want this person, they for sure don't want this person. So what do you do with that vote? That's really interesting because, you know, the state, they want it because they, they want to put it in the, you know what I mean? They're like, we care if somebody, vote for anybody. They just give us, you know what I mean? It's like, right. so what do you do if you don't want, you don't care for either party? You have to really sit there and be like, well, take this one. Well, I'll get her because she's a woman, so maybe she'll understand me better. You know, and it's like, shoot, it's, it's crazy. But I would love to. Also, on the other ass. Hmm? I'm so sorry. No, no, please go ahead. Continue your thoughts. Okay. okay. We just, we just got this greatness we're sharing with people. But I'm going to get this out because this is about you. <laughs> okay. But I just want to get this part out. It's a very interesting part for me. Is that, um, so yeah, but the, there's this other part of me that's like, when people just kind of throw the voting thing away as I don't vote for what? And for me, there was a time where we couldn't vote. I mean, women couldn't vote. You know, uh, African Americans couldn't vote. So when it comes to just you not being involved, we got a lot of say, lots to say, but don't even give it any more thought or even try to see what's going on. And I vote, and that's when it bothers me. Because like some people died to get us to where, but they like, you know what I mean? And now we're able to at least at least get to the point where you can say, I ain't voting for nobody. I looked, I saw, I came, and I'm not impressed. And I'm like, cool, okay. But don't exactly. just, just waste it because it's such an honor to be able to. You know, they got us thinking we, we matter, but I mean, hey. <laughs> oh, it's an honor. They <laughs> wouldn't even do that at some point in time. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I would love to conduct a countrywide experiment, which I know would fail for sure because nobody, not anybody would probably listen and, and actually do this, but it would be interesting um, if when it comes to voting time, you just told everybody privately, uh, not to vote and they actually don't go out and vote and um, let's just see what happens and I yeah, think that would be somebody will still <laughs> win <laughs> that is oh my gosh you know I totally believe you if it will cause, yeah but that would be epic if that would happen though it's just, just a show and prove a point you know I don't know the unknown I'm not a mind reader I'm not a psychic I just know for a fact in my heart 
I cannot explain it to you. I cannot show you proof of this. And so therefore it cannot be called a fact, but it feels like one in my heart. And I'm not gonna, um, I'm also reasonable. So I understand what an actual fact means. You know, you need uh, evidence, substantial evidence mm -hmm. proving yeah. that. And I don't have that. Right? I know, right? Can you tell that to our law system? But that's another story. Go ahead. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a rabbit hole that I will go down with with you uh, into, you know. So um, I just think that in, in my opinion, it's it's not as much as that um, your perspective, when you said it, the way you said it, it took me back and it made me humble myself and think, yeah, you're right. African-Americans were not able to vote. Women were not able to vote um or their votes were not like even considered as like an adult vote or something like that even though women were really the ones running shit in the background that's how i that's how i think my i, I come from a single mother and um i mean i come from a i was raised by a single mom who later on got remarried of course and and whatever but um for the most part she was a single mom and i will always remember her in those ways for some reason you know how like some people their image is just in your head is stuck like for, for, for yeah. me, it's always going to be 36. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's <laughs> that's in my head that will always be that. And um, so just like that is, um, you know, it, it, like I think that women were really doing more than a lot of people get, gave them credit for. And mm -hmm. so it wasn't an, an, an actual weakness in women. It wasn't an intrinsic fault in the women themselves. It was just they were not getting coverage or the credit that they deserved when they were doing those things, you know? And they had to change their names when they became authors. They had to uh, change their names to make them sound more like a man. And they had to do like, uh, you know, they had to jump through like loops just to be able to work uh, in an environment with men. They had to avoid sexual harassment for real with men uh, at work. And I'm not saying the shit doesn't happen today at all. I'm saying it's still ha happening. I'm just saying that now it's happening um, it's gotten to this point where I don't even know who to believe anymore. Should I believe? Right. It's just becoming like such a gray area that I like nobody knows what like, and I'm not a victim blamer, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and uh, use Dave Chappelle to, to my advantage here. And he said, I'm what they call a victor blamer on the street. It's just in this particular <laughs> incident, like I, I will blame, I will apparent, like I will appear to blame the victim but and i'm not playing quote unquote devil's advocate i'm just wanting to see why are you saying the things you you have you have said it's important exactly you're accusing somebody of of doing something to you and and whatever if you're doing it for because you're upset your upset mind may have taken over and you're not thinking clearly wait until you're calm and then say the story mm -hmm. and then see how it sounds to you and yeah. put your feelings aside, but say exactly the facts. And then, then the story yeah. will sound differently to to you and to other people. Yeah, because so it affects the other person. Yeah, I told you that too, like, because you can change this person's whole life right now, but what you're about to say is uh, so I'm, very I'm important. Sorry, can you say that again? Oh, I'm so sorry. I think I put my hand over. I was just commenting what you said about, you know, you know how you know, you try to see like why they're saying it and put your, you know, self in that, you know what I mean? To see how they're saying it, you know, the reason why they're saying it. And, and, and then when, uh, to me, it plays a part as in how, what you're about to say could change this other person's life, you know what I mean? And, and put them in a bad situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 
it's like we we take that uh we take that very lightly sometimes and we shouldn't we should not take the well-being of another human uh, lightly when it comes just because it's uh, our own uh well-being you know uh, yeah yeah with money with love yeah. Yeah, and you got to explain that shit to kids too, though, because I had to do it a couple of times where I had to, and, and you find it that the stuff we're talking about right now, about, you know, just like see who's telling the truth and, and this, this, and that, plays out a whole bunch. That's my daily, daily life. I feel like I'm a counselor and investigator. I work for so many different crime units, and, and, but it's the kids, <laughs> right? I'm becoming very good, you know what I mean? And I'm really sitting there. You can see that I'm engaged, you know? I'm not one of the teachers like, oh, let's get back to work. I'm like, okay. I will let them have the voice. I will let them speak. And I'm just sitting there like, okay. And I'm good because I know that with how some kids are and what words they would use when they didn't. You know what I mean? I'm like, he never talked like that when he, you know what I mean? So I'm cracking that good. But I find myself having to, to stop these, these uh, instances like this where the board, like right now they're in the phase of throwing each other under the bus, lying, organizing together to tell a lie to get this other kid in, in trouble, right? And I've watched them do it. So I sit back and I chill first before I even go in for a kill. And then I had to tell one of them, I was like, did he say it? I was like, come here. I said, I need you to tell me the truth. I said, you're not going to be in trouble. I said, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm not going to tell anybody, but I need you to tell me so I know how to help you and I can help him. You got to tell me the truth. I right. said, because what you can say right now could get him in a whole lot of trouble and it's not okay if he really didn't do it. And you wouldn't want that to happen to you. And right. she kind of was looking, she's like, like, okay. But I don't know what the outcome was <laughs> after that, but I saw the process. I saw that the wheels turning. And taking that in, like, come on now, it's like you got to, if you want to be a person, that person, you know. So Man, I find myself, we have, we have powerful. to catch stuff like that with kids, and then we'll find that a lot of uh, adults won't be like that now because some people carry stuff from childhood, the things, their behaviors, and they're still acting them out now as adults. Cause we first were kids. <laughs> the crazy part is, we were kids before we was adults. Not like we just pop, you know, I'm an adult, and the kids just right, came. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> we were them. Exactly, yeah. and that's what the, that's one of the things that humble me um, when I talk to or about children is because I have to remember as far as I can go back, like it, not just when I was like 18, 19 as a teenager, I'm talking about like I have to go even try to go even before that just to remember like how was I as a kid? Like did I make, right. did I really drive my mom crazy? Like yes I did in certain aspects and I mean I was pretty, you know, for the most part I was a, like a good, decent uh, child like I'm not I wasn't like the worst of this like on the spectrum but I did have my moments where where like I was like obviously behaving uh like a brat or like maybe like a like a kid or like you know like a child basically like a kid I was acting like a child and um that's the thing like it's important to remember how you were as a kid because mm -hmm. then only your inner child can relate to the child in front of you now your adult yeah. side, your adult side is the, the side that's going to be able to teach the, the child but your inner child yeah. and if you can relate then you, you can educate and i swear to god exactly. i've heard that before i this is not like something that i you know i'm quoting on this is just something that is <laughs> like it is like um common sense you know if you can relate yeah for sure you can definitely help them and and, and teach them things and as mm -hmm. teachers i feel like it's like the hardest job in the world really like even, like even doctors like uh, like i'm not even sure if it's as hard like really like 
being a doctor besides the whole medical school thing it's pretty mm-hmm. much coasting after that and then you know getting mm-hmm. a license but as a teacher you're continuously putting up with like different minds challenges you, yeah uh, behaviors how yeah how do you deal with the elephant and the and the tiger and the monkey and and yeah. uh, the, the leopard and the and the all those animals no. with those and still have that task of making sure that they get the lesson that they need. You, you can't just be like, okay, well, it's a rough year, they didn't learn anything, but we'll go at it again. Yeah, they do it all that, but still make sure that they got to the next level. Because then what? They like didn't learn nothing. What do we do? They have to keep it. So that's pressure. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. It's important, man. It's really, really important. And and, uh, and I and, and I was telling one of my good friends uh, last night, actually, I was like, when I tell you, because he asked me for some advice and, and, um, I ask, you know, and, and he's he's much younger than me, and he's, I mean, I have a very wide age range of friends, and um, uh, he's one of the youngest ones that I have, and I was telling him, like, hey man, like, I want you to know, and I hope you know that when I tell you this stuff, it's not that I'm trying to, like, teach you and, like, big brother knows best kind of thing, it's kind of like I'm telling myself, because I'm taking my own advice, and it's, uh, like, if I'm telling you this, that means I care about you because I would be telling myself the same thing, but it's hard for us to take our own advice. Where have you ever heard so us, you ever heard somebody tell you like, yo, I'm so good at giving people advice and but when it comes to myself, I don't know what to do. And I never Yeah, know. yeah. That's because I hear that a lot. I've been on the side of that. <laughs> there is a copy and paste of that person everywhere, multiples of them, including myself, including you. <laughs> And we always have to take our own advice. Exactly. All the time. It's so um, true. Yeah, it's important, man. It's really, really important. And um, there's nothing that we spoke about today that I did not think was, that that I thought was uninteresting. Um, I was about to say a double negative there and put myself in a hole, but... um, It was. It was very. This has been one of the most uh, interesting conversations I've had in a very long time. Uh, yeah, um, me too. Me too. Uh, that's that's what's yeah. up. I, I, that's what I look for. I love so 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 blah blah blah. I got to do something. Blah blah. Say no more. Say no more. I got you. Gibberish uh, oh, English. I will understand. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I gibberish last night when I popped two melatonin pills by accident. I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, shit will always happen and I will never be, uh, cease to be surprised by those things you know um, it's uh it's always fun, man. So, um, <laughs> yeah for sure you are um, a pleasure to have here today and um like I can see this longevity as far as like knowing you know building a friendship and like definitely helping you other you know in positive ways like you know if you need anything for me as far as helping you you know be you know to be going more into the amazing artist and man that you need to be i'm all behind it i support you uh i think you're an awesome example for um our youth too you know and also um come on baby you're good don't go make up now where are they going with this like no <laughs> and um I, yeah and um you know this really was some good stuff i was gonna say but I, and i mean it I mean, uh, from the bottom of my heart until the depth, you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that I, I, I got to meet you. And if you need anything from, you know, from me to, to, to help you, then that, 
you know, not, not even just business, you know what I mean? Friendship wise, if you just talk to them and advice or anything like that. Like, because I think that's what it's about. Like, you know, people, the world is designed to separate. You know, it seems like everything, like like religion and all that stuff, it's just the separations and stuff, and people are seeing the big picture. But God is love, first of all. Anyone's supposed to love. You don't care about all that stuff. You know Absolutely. what I mean? You gotta love one another and care for one another. Absolutely. That's the only way it's gonna Absolutely. be different. Absolutely. You remember that song, We Are the World? Uh, say that again, that song. What? I'm sorry. We are the world. You know that yes. song they said, We are the world? Of like, course. What's going on? No, I have people. You got to tap into that. <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, that's a that's a powerful song right there. That's a uh, yeah. songs that will never stop playing in elevators. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and it was like so many of them, different people. You know, you had all the great, you know what I mean? Just like, it was, it was amazing like how that, so uh, many different. <laughs> I just remembered something. It's just like that. Uh, I never want to dance again. You know that song? <laughs> yeah, that song that, that, that's the way. George Michael, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I've not been to any hotel. Exactly. <laughs> I've never been to any hotel where that song was not playing. I think he has like royalties just from hotels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's insane how many times I've heard that song in hotels. And, uh, like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like three star, four star, five star. Like he's got them all covered. You know? the guy got it. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to hit those uh, George Michael numbers, you know. Uh, right. But, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I, thank you so much for, for saying all that, Brandy. Like, I really, really appreciate that. And, uh, like, it's very humbling and it's very, it's very, um, I'm honored that I was able to have a voice on a, on, on a platform. And the fact that it was this platform and it was this interesting just made it that much better for me. And um, I'm like, as you said, for you as well. So thank you for saying that. And thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity. And um, the same goes, everything you said, same goes to you. And um, you already know that goes without saying, because we've already spoken about it. And um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, if you if you want to help me out, all I want, all I ask for you to do is just listen to my music, man. That's the only thing I can ask anybody. Like anybody wants to support yeah. me, just listen to my music, man. And, and that's what I do. I make music. You might not like one song or two songs or three songs, but there is going to be one song at least in that EP that you like. And uh, if there isn't, well, tell me so I can try harder and do better. <laughs> uh, you know, um, yeah. Can you tell them where they can go up to listen to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I should have probably just <laughs> led with that, right? I'm actually on, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm on, I'm on Spotify. I'm on uh, Apple Music. I'm on SoundCloud. If 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 y'all broke like me every now and then, uh, and y'all don't want to pay for Spotify, then, then go ahead and click on my SoundCloud. It's, um, you know what? Let me give you all the handles right now on uh, on my Spotify and everything. Um, my name, my artist name is Nobel, and. Um, one of my and my EP on SoundCloud is called Now What. So if you search um, Now What by Nobel, it, it'll give you the entire EP that I dropped not too long ago on SoundCloud. It's a digitally remastered. I um, big shout out to uh, Tristan, uh, which goes by uh, Lord Indigo. He was the producer of many of the beats. There are some beats on there that I produced. Um, big shout out to Jason Parker. He also produced, um, I believe, one of the uh, one of the songs on there uh, called "Stuck." Um, Lord Indigo produced the, the, most of them, but uh, Jason Parker also, or Jay Parks, also uh, uh, produced that. And then um, the one that 
it's called Hollow. I produced that um, myself and I was using Jason Parker's equipment. So big shout out to Jason one more time for letting me use your equipment that day and uh, letting me uh, get lost in the music or get lost in the sauce, if you like to say that. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's been an honor, man. And um, I'm also I'm also on Spotify, Nobel um, or Nobel Music or, you know, just if you click Nobel, something should pop up. And if, if you see the Nobel Peace Prize, that is not me. Okay, not yet. Um, so we'll work up. Well, I got to work my way up to that. You know, first we start with an EP first, then an album, then the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Hopefully that um, is is in my future though. And uh, um, we'll, you know, we'll. If there anybody has any questions, I'm also on Instagram. My um, my Instagram is wow. Look at me. I don't even remember because this conversation <laughs> has eaten up has taken everything out of me because of how interesting it was uh no you're welcome <laughs> oh no for real thank you <laughs> like honestly this barely ever happens like nobody can usually keep up a conversation of this depth for this long with me and i understand yeah i can keep going too passionately so like yeah i feel like i have to keep up with you you know like um, <laughs> So um, yeah, my my Instagram handle is Nobel's World, and um, uh, judging by my Instagram, you will think I'm a douche in the beginning. But <laughs> listen to my music, you know. Um, he's not a douche guy. He's, he's, he's not a douche. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm also on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm all like all, all this stuff, but let's just keep it for uh, Instagram. Uh, same thing for Snapchat. I don't know if people are even using that, but that's also a great um, thingy. And please, guys, please, no dick pics until you take me out for dinner. All right. Thank you so much. Um, you heard him. Dinner yeah, first. Girls, yeah, girls too. Uh, I, you know, girls too. Like try to like try to hold off. You know, until we until you take me out to dinner too, because. You know, uh, it's 2019 and <laughs> girls can do that now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, that's a whole other show. Hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> we got to be Anthony on that one, though. I think we all should three. Oh, Anthony, <laughs> yeah, that, that's just asking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony has a, Anthony is one of the best um, people to have conversations with, too. Eh? Yeah. He really, really mm -hmm. is. One of the best yeah. listeners I've ever, I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Big shout out to Anthony. Big shout out to all my friends, Anthony. family, and everybody. So, um, you know, man, it's it's been an honor, man. I'm I'm honored. I feel blessed. I have this uh, un, uh, unexplainable energy that's inside of me because of uh, this interview. So I really, really appreciate that, and uh, I'm ready to go. Out. I I appreciate you too. Thank you. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. And just know that you've helped me too. You know what I mean? And I think I thank you so much for being so happy to be. You know what I mean? On my show, you show so much. You know what I mean? Like I've never had anybody just like express. You know that they were excited that to for it to come on and I'm excited that you want me to that you want to be on. You know what I mean? Come on to my my little show, you know? <laughs> well, I mean it's uh, we gotta start somewhere. Your show might sound might be little to you, but it's not little to I'm, I guarantee you it's not little to to everybody uh, out there and especially not me. And I, I don't think uh, I um you know can can uh, show that enough, you know with with you know speaking about it but i really do appreciate that you know i really really, really do appreciate having this 
visibility in this platform and 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 like talking about these topics that we that we were able to talk about um with For sure. like ease like it wasn't it didn't feel heavy it didn't feel like you know anything and um it didn't feel like anything was like anything i said was going to be judged or and and you know vice versa of course like i was not judging and and i hope that no, nobody was offended by anything i said and yeah. uh, if they were hit me up on instagram and and, and follow me on instagram and let me know how you feel That's one more follower. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I'm supposed to get him. I'm not thinking I'm playing. <laughs> that's, that, that's the only way you can talk shit. If you want to talk shit, you better follow me first. And then right? Talk shit, you say, okay, you're you pass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so. funny. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brandy. Yeah. No problem. We'll be talking soon. Everybody, this is Nobel. Check them out. And, uh, yeah, and he'll he'll be back with us soon. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. My pleasure. My okay. pleasure. Thank you, guys. Peace out.